Supercar season being launched in Sydney today and the DJR team have been testing their new Gen 3 Mustang supercars ahead of the upcoming season. Now, an exciting news, Heels. In 2023, SEN will bring all the drama of the supercars races to listeners right across Australia and New Zealand, becoming the official AM radio partner of the Repco Supercars Championship and Supercars Promoted Events. We are uh, freaks. Yeah, we've got everything. Got we've everything. Got the, we've got the lot. We've got no cricket today, but that's not our fault. That's the Australian <laughs> cricketers' fault. And we've got Anton D. Pasquale on the phone from the Shell V Power Racing Team. From DJ Anton, a very good morning to you. Hey, guys. How's it going? Very well. Thank well. Pretty good. Thanks, Anton. Not if you're a cricket lover. <laughs> We're not uh, happy. Let's move on to the racing, Paddy. <laughs> Anton, it's pretty exciting what uh, you're about to embark on. Uh, yeah, new new generation of uh, supercars for us, so pretty excited. Um, we get to get into them on Wednesday at the test in Sydney, so we'll probably have a bit of a form guide from that, and then uh, first race at the trick in Newcastle. So it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, I was in Newcastle a couple of days ago uh, for a bit of a community day there, and there's heaps of people out, so I think the first round is going to be massive. So what is the difference, mate, from, from the cars that we've been used to watching for the last time immemorial? Um, yeah, there's, there's a fair bit of difference, different motors, different chassis, some um, some running bits, but there's still a lot of the, uh, the DNA of what supercars is. So um, we still have to retain that all the way through because it's such a unique category worldwide. So it's still, you know, the loud, grunty V8. Um, the car's going to be moving around and there's going to be some good racing. So... Um, the exact differences in how it drives different, we're still trying to work that part out. Um, but the DNA of the cars are still the same, but the idea is a fresh face for it all with Mustang versus Camaro. And um, the cars change a little bit better, hopefully for the better, for uh, some better racing as well. Yeah, and there's theories flying everywhere, isn't there? Like that it might suit experienced drivers uh, this year because they've spent years in these sort of vehicles uh, which take more driving than in the recent past? Um, yeah. I mean, theories usually come out to suit people that sort of say them, but yep. um, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think, you know, there's heaps of different ways to look at it, I guess. The the one thing for sure is um, everyone in supercars is, is pretty experienced and obviously very talented, so... <laughs> I expect everyone to take to it as quick as each other. Yes. Um, and, and from a team level as well, obviously, you want to make sure you've got the best people in your corner to work out how to make these cars as fast as well as just driving them. So, um, yeah, experience counts for some things and sometimes a fresh face for others. Now, it wouldn't be the start of a supercar season without a little bit of controversy, and we're getting that. The, your Blue Oval big bosses, the global performance boss of Ford, uh, has confirmed that he's not overly happy with the aer- aerodynamic testing. Now, this is all very complex stuff for us mere mortals, but he's saying that maybe Holden has got an edge there and he wants more aero testing before the season proper, which hasn't hasn't enthused Jamie Wincup. Um, yeah, I mean, I try, and, I try and stay out of that stuff <laughs> as much as I can and try and stick to the driving part of it, but um, obviously... For our sport, we want to um, have everything as close as possible, so the racing is as good as possible. So that's that's I think the key to it. Um, we we don't want to have one brand, whether it's you know it's it's the Ford or the Camaro that is better. We want to have everyone and with a shot, so the racing's awesome. Um, 
you don't want one brand just dominating all the time or anything like that. So we'll uh, and we'll get there where it's at right now. Um, we'll probably know a little bit more Wednesday, but yeah, I'll, uh, it's good to have obviously you know full well behind us and uh, making sure we get the best we can. Yeah, um, are you saying that you haven't really driven at any length in the car, Anton? And Wednesday's testing is the first. Um, so we've done like a shakedown. So you build new cars and you run them to make sure they and they run alright. But um, you sort of do that by yourself at Queensland Raceway or Winton for the Melbourne teams. Um, but Wednesday, every car's on track together, so you'll get a little bit more of an idea okay. of, of where you're at because. Sometimes you just cruise around Queensland Raceway and, and, and you think you're pretty awesome. But unless someone else is out there and they might be faster or slower, you're not too sure. So, yeah, good call. Um, we'll get a, a little bit of an idea on Wednesday and then really probably until um, Newcastle come that first qualifying session and after the first race, we, we probably really won't know where you're going to stand. You know, It's the uh, first time in a while where you, you're not sure you know, at some point where you're going to come out of the other side. So it's quite exciting and quite cool. Yeah, I mean, for a fan, it is thrilling. Exactly right. We're getting something different. We can't wait to have a look at it. I mean, in your mind, you had some wonderful duels with Shane Van Gisbergen last year. He he won the title and he was quite dominant. But on your day, you, you seem to be the man that can take it to him most, I reckon. Uh, yeah, I, I think we can. Um, we had some good races last year. Probably not as many as we wanted, but... Um, we were trying things and we lost our way a little bit and we come back and we finished here really strong. So, I mean, all that changes now with different cars, but, um, yeah, there's heaps of drivers that can take it to him and um, I'm sure everyone will be giving it a crack. And at the same time, you know, they, they've lost uh, their car, which has been the fastest car for the last couple of years as well. As well. So they've got a bit mm. of work to do just as much as everyone else. So yeah, good, good call. It was 10 years ago, the last new-gen car, and Brad Jones came out of the blocks really well. 27 races threw up 13 different winners. You think that might happen again? Uh, yeah, I think there's a high chance. Um, mm. Because, yeah, it takes a little while to to work out how to make these cars go fast from a driving point of view and matching that with setup and all that stuff. So um, a lot of the times, you know, on a certain day, a team will have a different a philosophy that works there, and then the next day it's completely different. Um, until you race these cars for a couple of years, you don't really have a setup for every track. So um, a lot of guesswork goes into it. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it does throw up like that and uh, and, it's, and it's a really cool mix at the front. Good stuff, Anton. I really appreciate your time today. And I can't let you go without just passing on our congrats to your teammate at DJR, Will Davison and Rihanna. They're expecting their first child. Oh, very good. Yeah, awesome, isn't it? It's going to be... Uh, a new little go-kart kid floating around the Davidson household soon, I think. Yeah, good call. <laughs> good stuff, Ed. I really appreciate your time. Big launch in Thank Sydney you. today for the supercar season. Good luck and, in uh, we wish you all the best, mate. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Motorsport enthusiast Heels can now experience every heart-pumping moment of the 12 races in the calendar across the uh, SEN network and SEN app, starting with the thrifty Newcastle 500 on March 10 and ending at the nail-biting conclusion at the Adelaide 500. And, of course, that includes the prestigious Repco Bathurst 1000, all here on SEN. Mm-hmm. Queensland is your place to race this year. Uh, the action continues right the way through the, the week, and Sammy Highland will be able to tell us about that, and that's right across the sunny state. Visit racingqueensland.com.au.
Well, Sammy, uh, only enhancing Eagle Farms' reputation for favourites. I think there were three odds on Pops get the money on Saturday. Pat, uh, I tell you what, it was savage on Saturday, wasn't it? Uh, you know, I am someone that looks for value. I, I don't mm. bet, I don't back shorties. And uh, wow, we trifling kicked off the day. Shorty Namazoo, shorty stuttering, well, not bad. Three eighty head of state, dollar eighty. Kapangi, little bit of value there. Comrade Rosa, a dollar forty-five. Mm. Then Enterprise Pom, two dollars. Gee, they were short all day. You wouldn't believe it. I get to the last race and I'm like, I can't be this bad at this caper. I cannot be this bad at this caper. And you know what? I've gone up and down all day. You wouldn't believe it. Up and down all day. Thank God for Wollombi and thank God for calling Gutted down south. And then I'm, I've got not much in the bank. I get to the last. And I'm like, this vows, the vows, it could win. It blew out the gate, Pat. It gets out to $9, right? I am going to say it was the ride of the day around Australia from Jimmy Orman. Yep. Actually, it could be the ride of the year. He was second last, never went round a horse, and it wins at the 9 bucks. And, you know, I, I, turned to, I turned to my missus and I said, there is a punching god. There is. <laughs> He's out there and they're watching me. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it finished, uh, the day finished well, but a good day's racing, all the same. Gee, um, I, you know, we spoke on um, on Friday morning, he's it, down south, he's a bit tricky, that nature strip, isn't he? You know, yeah, like, I was going to ask you about nature short. strip, yeah, what you, what, you, what you thought of the race. He's, I just, I, I just reckon he can do it, you know, and it's so ridiculous to think, um, you know, he's a horse that's won twenty million in prize money, isn't he? And yet he turns up to the races and he can he can throw in a sticky one, whether it be first up or he he just does it, you know? And uh yeah, I'm 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 not gonna ride him off on that. He's a he's a champion horse, but it's he can he can just mix it up and uh yeah, so I, I, I mean where to from here? He wasn't he wasn't terrible, but he, he just does it. Um I'm sure Waller and uh, J Mac they'll they'll get him back. They'll, they'll uh, you know they'll press on with him and he, he can uh, he can pick up another good one. But it was good days racing down there at, at, at Flemington Scolopini, the Queenslander, of course, mm-hmm. the O'Day, Boystead Camp uh, jump led up. You know it it led at a strong tempo, Pat, and it was entitled to sit down at the end, and it just kept kicking. You know. And, at 200 out, I thought, have a look at this horse. You know, he's got his ears pinned back. And he just wanted the win, you know. Tried really hard and he wanted the win. And, and again, uh, you know, we saw the Queenslanders go down go down to Melbourne throughout the spring and have have a big spring. And, and yeah, I think that the horses that are down there this for this autumn carnival, they're going to have a real presence. And Scalapini showed that. Yeah, I'm pleased you're giving it a wrap because it hasn't got a lot of, lot of headlines since that winter, to tell you the truth. Hey, I'll take you back to the lightning, and I know Nature Strip was just a little disappointing, and I know your money was on Cool and Gatter, uh, which they're now, you know, just tossing around thoughts of Royal Ascot, but I wanted to bring up the runner-up. Did you watch I Wish I Win? Oh, Yeah, it's boy, very good, isn't what it? What a I run mean, that was it, from last. A couple of horses to follow out of that meeting uh, at Flemington, and I wish I win exactly. It, it's uh, everybody will be all over it next start. And you know, we heard uh, Peter Moody and, and Kat 
Coleman, they were very confident with this horse uh, going into this preparation. You know, it keeps bobbing up in, in uh, you know, when they're talking about big races, um, it's in the mix and, and, and it's one of the best horses in their stable. So um, it's worth following. Exceldia. Uh, Ollie, I think he ran third on it in one of those earlier races or about race five from the Hayes camp. It'll win next start. Get on it. Okay. If it can jump and take a position, it missed the start and got back a long way on Saturday. Uh, it, it, it'll it be worth following. And a horse out of Queen's Eagle Farm meeting, Argyle Pink. I think should follow it next start. It was it was really good on Saturday, first up. Mm, Brilliant, right Sammy. Up. Hey, we've got it. We've got to go to a break. They're racing right across Queensland this week, and there's plenty to keep us uh, interested. I'm pleased you got out on Saturday, mate, and uh, we'll stay in touch for the week. Good on you guys. Thanks. Now on breakfast with Pat and Heels. Heels gets his gloves off. Yeah. So, Paddy, don't tell me ever again that a tour match is of no value. Uh, and, you know, our, our coaches and coaching staff have to pull the reins and make sure we get much more um, acclimatised to these conditions of India slash England in the future. Because already we've, we've been a more competitive uh, performing team in this second test. We co- collapsed on day three and the end of day two. But, you know, everything we'd hoped for uh, was starting to show. I think now we're ready to play the first test. You know, but we've happened to use our two pre-games as tests, and so we've wasted two. Here's ten reasons what why you'd get value out of a tour match and what how they overlook this. I I have got no idea. The selectors will know what to do rather than start with a predetermined plan which goes against form lines. I.e., Travis Head's not part of our plan, even though he's the most informed player. Um, but that plan was already over after one test. The second one, the captain wants to come to Indian chaos and be much more in command. He starts to learn about the pressures and how this opposition gang up on you. The third one, David Warner will have time to get his footwork going in in, a, in one or two preparation matches. The fourth, playing with three spinners. We've got to get used to that. Playing with three spinners and minimal quicks, uh, we need to, time to adjust to that. Um, so that's a fourth one. Fifth one, all players shake off their T20 habits of a month of rust, you know. So so there's T20 habits or players who haven't played at all for a month. Cummins is one of those. Nathan Lyon was one of those. He shook it off this match and uh, is a different player to the t- first test match. So now, in my mind, he's ready to really play well in the first test of the series. But potential for big hundreds, well, I don't care about the surface but there's a potential out there for time in the middle, big hundreds or at least hundreds uh, for Marnus Labashane, Steve Smith, Alex Carey. They could have all made lots of runs and spent time in the middle to work on all those skills and plans they think they were going to take into the Test Match Series. Uh, seven, a tail end batting play. Well, you know, get some time in the middle into Cummins, Murphy, Kuhneman, Lyon. Or Kuhneman wouldn't be one because he wasn't even here at that stage. So Agar. Um, so breaking important partnerships, you know, learning to every one of those Indian touring teams you play against form partnerships against you and they surprise, they can come from the ninth wicket, eighth wicket. And so you've got, you'll get a chance to learn how to break them up and sustaining pressure, getting pressure back on them, get a feel for the new ball. You know, they're using a new ball over there. It's an SG ball that, that can be a little slipperier or grippier. Who knows what it is, but Get a feel for all that and what how it reacts off the wickets and what's 
what speed I've got to bowl it at, you know, for, for these slow wickets. The ninth one is catching. Sharp low catches and half chances have to be taken against such a good team. And we didn't do that. We haven't done that yet. But we're, we're getting better at it. This, this match was a little better. And then practising our DRS reviews. Um, I don't think you'd have DRS in a touring match, but we'd be much more ready to know what was, what was going to be uh, successful. It's almost as important these days as bowling a wicket and getting a wicket out that way. So making the most of your reviews, don't waste them. We're not very good at DRS reviews at this stage. So we've been a different team in the te- second test. Dave Warner trying his hardest to spend time in the middle. Uh, there were some fighting partnerships, as you mentioned. We made 263, not 177 like we did in the first test. Lyon was a different bowler and back to his best this second test. Cummins also was a lot better than he was in the first test. So never again tell me that we're not playing a tour match to begin or at least two to get ready for all that. There's no shortcuts to test match success.